God's plan. This is the Game of Life. Welcome to the Game of Life. I'm your host, Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami. And today is a very special day. Because as we think about impacting, igniting, and empowering potential, dealing with social justice, bigs in blue, and getting law enforcement involved in the space of mentoring to build relationships, to build trust, I am honored to be in the studio today with Detective Chris Mitchell, Miami Beach Police Department. Welcome to the show, brother. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Mr. Nelson. It's a pleasure. And also, little brother, not so little brother, <laughs> football player, little brother Tyrese. Welcome to the show, young man. Um, good morning. How y'all doing? It's Tyrese. Hialeah High School. Hialeah High. That's good. Right. You're getting ready for the big league, introducing yourself like that. Well, gentlemen, one of the things that's, uh, that's important, and thank you for being here uh, today, your story on what brought you together not only through the lens of mentoring and friendship and trust but through the lens of family and this sport known as football so chris tell us what brought you to big brothers big sisters well i tell you it's been such a great experience uh, since i've been involved with big brothers and big sisters I could say the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program, it was introduced to my department approximately, I would say about three years ago, mm-hmm. with the city of Miami Beach Police Department. And uh, the timing couldn't be any better. I mean, the timing was great. That was, um, it was a time where I had just lost my son due to a congenital heart disorder called Wolf Parkinson White. And um, Immediately after his death, that's when the program was introduced to our department, and, and our department, of course, opened our arms, and, and big brothers and big sisters came in. I first, uh, when hearing about the program, I did some research, and I say, wow, this would be something beneficial for me to lose a son, and I can now mentor another young man that can help me move forward in life as a father. And hopefully I can be inspiring to whatever mentee I have. And I met Tyrese. I was tagged up with Tyrese. Of course, I didn't have, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have the opportunity to select who I want. <laughs> right. Of course, they matched me up based on my history and, and based on my mentee's history. And what an incredible match, I tell you. Yeah incredible match and with that when we we're going to talk about your relationship let's just stay with the let's stay with the family side for just a minute uh your son played football yes he played football he was an athlete um he played wide receiver and um unfortunately none of their physical requirements uh required ekg screening on the heart so he passed all his physicals he went to all of his um he went to all of his checkups with his doctors and we didn't know he had this congenital heart disorder called Wolf Parkinson White right. until two weeks prior to his high school graduation. Two weeks prior to his high school graduation, he went to spend a weekend with my mother and he slept in the guest room. And that morning she went to check, check in on him and she found him unresponsive. Mm. His older brother, Chris, performed CPR until fire rescue arrived and he was in intensive care for approximately two months. That's when we, it was later determined that he had a congenital heart disorder called Wolf Parkinson White, right. which is rare and it goes undetected <clears throat> unless you have an EKG screening. Okay. Unfortunately, we don't know how long he was down, but he sustained an anoxic brain injury. 
and he was in vegetative state for approximately, I could say, six to seven months before God called him home. We end up, air, uh, we end up sending him all the way to uh, the Shepherd Center in Atlanta, Georgia, just to give him another chance at life. But unfortunately, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, he didn't make it. And he was some kind of wide receiver, from what I hear. Oh yes, he had a hand on him. I wish <laughs> I had a hand like him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could tell you, he can catch a ball with one arm. He was great. He was he was a great athlete. I went to all of his football games. I enjoyed going. Um, he was very well respected uh, in high school. He, he was incredible. He didn't give me any problems whatsoever. He was my he was my ace. He really was, and that was a hole in my heart that I, you know, until I found Tyrese, you know, that I had. Um, well, may your son rest in peace. Thank you. And as we think about the void in our community of kids needing that trusted friend and counsel, absolutely, somebody to stand in their corner, police and youth. And Tyrese, your first interaction with police, uh, and you you're already shaking your head. Or just, but talk to us about it because you came down here from New York. Talk yeah, to us, so young man. I when I first came out here, um, I was um, with, um I. Miami Beach Senior High, and one of my assistant principals told me to um, try this little police academy thing, and I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> and I ain't like because my cousin, I, he was killed by a cop up in New York. So then when I moved to Florida, it was like a different story. I was like, oh, I can't trust no cops. I ain't like how cops treated us because in New York, like pol police brutality is crazy out there. So then when I first met Chris, it was like as soon as Chris walked in, in my line, as soon as he walked in, I looked at Chris, I was like, watch that be my mentee. And then that's when it all came together. And then that's when he told me his, his story about um, his son dying. And then that's when I told him my story about my, my cousin dying. And that's when I was like, oh, this is crazy. And at first I was a little iffy. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to come back. I don't know if I'm going to come back. Because, like, I ain't trust polices. Because, like, it was horrible. Like, I'm talking about, like, I ain't, I'm not trying to say my cousin was an angel. But, like, they, like, oh. I don't like talking about it because I like I start crying and stuff. But that's like, all right. But like, oh Jesus. <sighs> well, one of the things that's so important, uh, Tyrese, you play football, right? Yes, sir. What position? I play D tackle, right tackle. And you are what year are you in school now? 2019. Class of 2019. So you're yes, graduating. Sir. Yes, sir. And so, what's your next move? Try to go to college, make my mama proud. Try to be the first one to graduate college because like the only person who graduated was my mother. Okay. And then, so I'm trying to like take my mother out of the struggle, make sure she don't ever work again. That's my goal. That's beautiful. What has the, your big brother uh, he done everything Chris taught like, you? He taught me how to, because I remember I had a little issue with my mom, and Chris talked to me, oh, you can't disrespect your mom because, you know, you never know when she'll be gone and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's so true, because like, I know a lot of kids who disrespect their mother. And then that's when Chris was like, oh, remember, Chris, we had to write a letter? Absolutely. And then we, read a, we wrote a letter, like, I, like two pages long letter, and I was like, Oh, mom, apologize for that done. Cause like at first, when I moved out here, I ain't like my mom. Cause like she um, we um, like it was like a bad bond. Cause like what happened with my cousin? Now? Cause I wanted to stay in New York, and she forced me to come to Florida, and I didn't want to come. Mamas do that. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> mom, I don't want to come. I don't want to come. And then that's when she was like, oh, it's best for you. And then look what happened. Look, I'm here now talking to my mentee. It's been two years now, right, Chris? Yes. Two years together. And, like, it was the best two years because, like, at first it was kind of rocky. I was like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know. And then now, look, 
now I say hi to cops now, and I never used to say hi to um, other cops and stuff. So. so you respect authority. Yes, sir. You respect your mother. Yes, sir. When you make a mistake, you apologize All to your time. mother. All the time. I could call right now, and she'll be like, it's so true. And now I got honor roll, right, because I used to have iffy grades, because remember, Chris, I had yes. a lot of C's and D's, and now I got straight A's and B's now. Congratulations, young man. So you're a true student athlete. Yes, sir. Playing D-tackle. Did I get that right? D-tackle? D-tackle and right tackle. D-tackle and right tackle. Yes, sir. And have you chosen a college yet, or has yeah, the college offered um, anything to you? Yeah, I got Ventura, and then I had um, Toledo so far. So. So you know you know where I graduated from high school? Where? I mean, excuse me, from college? Toledo? University of Toledo Rockets, Mid-American <laughs> right. Conference. In Ohio. And we didn't talk before the show. <laughs> no, we did not. Toledo, Ohio. I grew up in Toledo, Ohio without a father. Man, that's crazy. And so it's something how things work out. So you help fill a void. This man, this incredible soul, that's Detective true. Chris Mitchell, filled a void in your life, too. Yes, sir. So you both, at one point, you know, you had a situation. And uh, uh, Chris, as a police officer, as a black man, how important is it for we have as we deal with social justice Correct. that we get involved in kids' lives? It's extremely important. Extremely important. It's very hard right now, difficult being a law enforcement officer. And I can tell you, I've been on, I can say, both sides of the fence. I, you know, I wasn't always a police officer. I, you know, graduated from Miami Killian Senior High and. I talked to Tyrese a lot about this. I wasn't the best student in the world. You know, I was suspended from school. I was arrested during my youth days. However, you know, I was able to, I was able to make some corrections in my life, move forward, and I was able to become a police officer. Now, being in law enforcement, especially during this time, is, I mean, it's, it's a really sensitive, sensitive, sensitive topic to to really talk about because of what's going on on a national level. But it's extremely important as law enforcement officers that we be role models, be role models for the young boys, the young girls that's out there right now because that's our new generation. That's our next generation, and that's our future as well. And, of course, if we can be role models to them and show them the right direction to take, we're moving in the right direction. And it's so important. It's so important. And, and I tell my fellow colleagues all the time, just, just act like a parent. Act like a parent. You look at the young boys and girls just like if they was your daughter or your son. And I tell you, you treat them with the utmost respect and be role models to them because you don't know if they're not getting the role model at home. That's right. So, um, and that's one of the main reasons why I became part of this program with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. I had a mentor <clears throat> when I was in high school, mm -hmm. and my mentor was one of the main reasons why I graduated from Miami Killian and went to college. Without that mentor being in my life, I don't know where I would be right now. And Tyrese, yes, one last question for you, young man. Student athlete, playing football yes, sir. if it were not for this bigs and blue program that brought you I don't, I don't. in contact with this 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 incredible gentleman what, what, what would you be doing i don't i don't think i would have been graduating because i graduated may 29th and at first i was like chris i don't know if i'm gonna graduate my grades is bad and then that's when chris was like oh you can still do it. i got faith in you and i was like chris i don't know chris because like i ain't really like school at first and then that's when because when i first came i was like 
mom, I'm not going to graduate. I'm going to just stay home, work, and then come home and try to pay bills. And that's when Chris was like, oh, that's not the right decision. You have a chance to play football. And I was like, you're right. So, like, if it wasn't for the big brother, big sisters, I think, I don't know. I think I'll probably be working at McDonald's or something, trying to help. But now, look, I'm about to graduate in a couple of more months, go to college, and try to succeed. What's your advice to other young people out there? Because, you know, again, you know, you don't believe the hype, but you have a situation where uh, young people aren't not respecting authority. And it's a two-way street. Yeah. I'll say this to you as a young man. I'll say this to you as a police officer. Absolutely. Uh, it's got to be mutual respect. Yes. When you think about the officers, they need to respect, treat them as if they're your own child. That's a great feedback. But from a young person's standpoint, especially young minority, yes. what's your advice to your peers my across advice, this nation? My advice to all the peers I have is, like, don't bother the cops because, like, if you di don't disrespect the cop, the cops won't have to touch you or say certain things. Because not too long ago, I went to a party and then the cops came because, like, there was other people doing bad stuff. So the cops came and the cops was like, Can y'all please leave? He said it nicely. And that's when the other peers and other young kids start cursing out the cops. I was like, There's no need for that. The cops is talking to you nicely. So just talk back nicely. Be like, Yes, sir, I'm leaving. And then that's when, that's when cops now do official, like, start strangling them. Cause they trying to disrespect the cops, but the, the kids see it as, oh, the cops trying to hit me, oh, cause I'm black, oh, cause I'm this. No, it's not that. It's like, if you say disrespectful things to the cop, the cop is gonna feel threatened. And that's like one, one thing I learned from Chris is like, oh, they're doing that job. That's their job. And I was like, cause at first when I seen it, like how the cop just killed my cousin, and I thought back, like, it's true. My cop was coming out. My cousin was coming out crazy to the cop, and I was like, "Oh shoot, it's kind of true." Because the cop, at the same time, the cop want to go home to his family too. That's right. So I was like, "It's right." But like, like not too long ago, the dude called my mom, saying, "Oh, can we have a meeting with all together so we can come together?" And I was like, "Oh, fine." Because before I met Chris, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to see this dude. Oh, if I see him, I want to hurt him. This and that." Because I was kind of, I was, I had a lot of anger against. Right against like authorities and stuff. And now I see authority like, those are people who protect you. But if push come to serve, you call 911 if you feel threatened. So you gotta respect them. And then if we respect them, they respect us. So that's how I see it now. That's great feedback. You've come a long way, young man. Yes, sir. You've come here, we're so proud of you. And, and I can tell you. Go ahead, brother. When Tyree started, there was a lot of resistance. It was, it was a lot of resistance. But communication, us talking about, talking through it, me showing him different tactics and techniques, me showing him exactly what police officers are trained to do in the police academy. It was some resistance from Tyrese when we first started working together. We had our times, but I can tell you, we were, we were able to communicate. I was able to share some stories with him. I was able to talk about our different tactics and techniques and talk about basically how law enforcement officers are trained in the police academy. He was also able to share some stories with me about how he feel about law enforcement. In addition to, he had a variety of questions as well. He talked about, you know, why police officers, you know, take different approaches. Why do they ask certain questions? Why do they do certain things that's pretty much being shared on a national level related to law enforcement? And I was able to, you know, answer all of his questions. I was able to take him through some drills. I was able to show him, you know, some different encounters that we had and what was the outcome. So that communication went a long way. By me and him just talking things through, we was able to resolve a lot of 
I say a lot of differences that we had. And I was able to, you know, show him a better side of law enforcement. And it worked. And we were able to move forward in a positive, positive way. Sir. So, gentlemen, you all are a perfect example of exactly how we deal with social justice at Big Brothers Big Sisters here in Miami and across this nation. Bigs and blue impacting kids, boys and girls throughout the nation, having law enforcement get involved. And so the bottom line is this. Uh, you are impacting the lives of kids. Uh, you are making sure that these young men have the opportunity and these young women to respect authority, but most importantly, make a positive impact in our community. Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, thanks, and certainly Miami. Maroon 5, as well as the National Football League for their investment in social justice, investing in the impact and the potential that all kids have. So thank you for making sure that success with Big Brothers Big Sisters is signed, sealed, and delivered. Here we go. This is the Game of Life.